Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Elite Physique University. I'm John Gorman, your host, and we're going to start this off right. There we go. Time for an energy drink. That was weak. I didn't hear it. It, it was, was weak. I don't one. know if I'm getting, if I'm getting hell, older. What kind of brand is that? Dude, it's the same sparkling ice. It's like 70 caffeine. It's mostly green tea. I, I don't know, think that's I'll trailer park it. enough, man. It has no bite. <laughs> I'm trying trying to be a little too healthy over here. This is the thing, so. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been a minute. We've, uh, we've uh, oh, you're hitting the ghost. So if it, you know, for podcast listeners, you can't see. So we're just gonna go over our drink of choice right now. Mm-hmm. Kayla's got ghost. That's a little too much caffeine for me, but I love those. I've got sparkling ice, super white trash from Walmart. Jason's probably sipping on decaf. Yep. Uh, I put a little caffeine in it. Figure, I pump myself up a little. Well, this, this is going to be a really fun episode. Um, we had a hundred episodes with Lane not too long ago, and then we took a short break. Kayla's been in prep. Jason, you and I, as usual, we are busy as hell. Kayla, you're busy. Your business is growing. So we took a break. We wanted to explain that to everybody, and we're about to take another break. We're actually going to take off the rest of 2023. We've got the holidays coming up, tons of stuff, but we wanted to get this episode out, talk about a very, very important process of Kayla's pro debut her next pro show, what you guys are able to do is pretty cool to watch from the sidelines. I know a lot of our listeners want to hear about that. So before we get into that, let's get caught up. Jason, we'll, we'll start with you. What's what's your last month been like? I know things are growing and you've got yeah. some great things happening. Man. Yeah, you know, it's been busy. Uh, I was in Dallas. Um, Taylor DeHaze invited me uh, to her seminar uh, to uh, speak. Um, she's a really good business coach and she had a great you know, audience or group of people there. So that was a lot of fun. Um, just a good minded, you know, everyone just had a great positive attitude, you know, so it was really cool. Um, got back from that. Um, new ethics, you know, had a amazing October. We, uh, we grew 45% from last October. Um, so, you know, things are still good there. Um, actually they're great. Um, we brought out Slantrol, uh, which was one of my, it was my first product ever to market. And uh, with Natty Nutrition going uh, by the wayside, it kind of just, uh, it kind of kind of went away. And uh, we, we brought it back out under New Ethics to have a, a smaller, lower price point product. Um, and you can get it on Amazon. And so it's the same old Slintrol. If you guys loved that, you can find it there. Um, GDA Max is going to stay. And then we're going to do a a, a revamp of GJ Max, uh, which is going to basically have some insulin mimics and things that kind of have insulin spike a little bit when you eat a little bit, kind of like what semaglutide does in terms of giving a little insulin to help shuttle. Um, so we're going to mimic that. And uh, I think that'll be a really strong product, especially for people with weight loss resistance. So took us a minute to research the right herbs and things like that. But I think that's going to be cool. We have some other exciting stuff coming out. We're going to revamp Adrena Health, make it stronger. Uh, another gut product, make it a little stronger. So all that's exciting stuff. Um, Jason, are you guys been- still doing um, the ideal immunity? No, we, we discontinued it. Okay, I thought that. I really like that product. I did too, but it just never took off. And, you know, at some point you got to kind of – cut your losses. If you're, if you're sitting on inventory, that's just not really moving, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, gone. Um, so that, that was, you know, there's some cool, exciting stuff coming out. It was, it was a great month. Um, Scooby health has been great. Uh, I've had a lot of inquiries actually, uh, even though it's November. So, um, that's been amazing as well. So I really have no complaints on the business front. Um, all's pretty good there. 
Um, last week did absolutely nothing uh, over the weekend for the first time in a long time. And that was really nice. Went to the gym when we wanted, went to dinner when we wanted and literally did nothing. None of the kids had games. It was pretty amazing. So that's about it. That's, that's where things are. I love it, man. Kayla, I'm going to go ahead and go next. We're going to save you for last because you're the woman of the hour today. So, um, you know, it, it's exciting. A lot of our people listening, you know, they, even though they don't own a supplement company, they love business, right? So you're talking about, you know, products that don't move and sometimes you have to discontinue even though you love them. That to me, our product that's like that, even though we haven't discontinued, it's called fat snacks. Jason, I know that you've used it because you, yep. you and I use it. I have. It's a fat powder and it tastes freaking amazing. Uh, but a lot of people just don't know, they, they can't figure out what the hell it's for, or what to use it for. So I've, I've got those as well, but we've got a couple new products coming out. This one will drop Black Friday. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see. Um, I'm not going to say what it is on the podcast, but it's uh, peanut butter chocolate fudge is the flavor. So if you want to see, go check it out on YouTube, a little teaser there. And we uh, revamped our GDA um, as well. It's funny you mentioned that. We revamped ours. Ours was a whopping five pills, and it had a lot of ingredients in it. And I just, over three years, I had a lot of people just not want to take five pills over and over and over. So we we kept the heavy hitters, berberine, ALA, uh, chromium, and, and gymnema. We kept those, condensed everything down to about two pills. So that way, they, it's just a little bit easier to take. Um, but you still get a lot of really good glucose disposal using berberine. It's kind of poor man's metformin. So 500 megs of that per serving is pretty much the standard at this point. So we, we got a couple relaunches coming up and some new products, but growing like crazy. We're up like 25% for the year compared to last year. So can't complain. And uh, a lot of speaking events and stuff coming up. So we still have the Fat Muscle Project podcast being released every couple of weeks. So I know we're taking a break here, but we've got some content over there to hold you guys over. Um, other than that, man, I'm blessed. Just training, keeping my weight down about 205. It's a lot better than nice. 225 and yeah. just trying to get old and not die. So that's mm -hmm. that's the game plan. But the woman of the hour, Kayla, how's uh, we're going to go over your prep and all that stuff. But personally for you, you know, business and things like that, how's everything been here just recently? Uh, recently, I mean, especially since prep's done, like everything's been awesome. I actually have brain cells to function now. So, cause I have a lot more food, so that helps. <laughs> um, honestly, this is like the best I've felt post-show so far. Um, so business is going well. I'm still getting inquiries as well. I think I've had like four to six come in in the last week or so. Um, so that's good to hear. Um, I have clients, uh, athletes that are starting to get ready for like planning out next year for shows and stuff like that. So that's exciting. Um, did a little posing clinic at my local gym here with the, some local clients. Uh, that's always fun. I like to incorporate like the team aspect as much as we can. Uh, so otherwise just like getting back to just spending more time with family and stuff because of, you know, prep and lots of not being able to do a lot of those things. And just, I also had a weekend like Jason this last weekend where I like, I didn't have to go anywhere. So that was really nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to that. I actually don't have anything through the holidays after this weekend, uh, going anywhere except for new year's. So all through the rest of November, December, I'm just like ready to just chill and eat it <laughs> after this year. <laughs> Well, and I think we all need that. So I'm looking forward to the break as well. Let me grab my glasses and we are going to jump right into this. So 
what what Jason, you and I have done this for a long time with this podcast. We're well over 100 episodes. We've been doing this since 2019. When we've talked about a topic, we don't like to start at the beginning. We like to go back in time so we can lay the framework. And I think this is a perfect opportunity, Kayla, to talk about your last show when you won your IFBB Pro Car. So let's start there. Because to me, someone's physique always where you ended up here in these last couple shows, it all started with as soon as you stepped off stage from that winning that IFBB pro card. So let's talk about how you did post show then. What year was it? How did you do post show? Go ahead and go ahead and start us off there. So 2021 USA's was where I won my pro card. Um, and that was after seven months of dieting. So I was I had started dieting like first week into January that year. And then we did four shows total. And so USA's was the last weekend of July. So it was, it was, it was a haul. Um, and we did 12 weeks right into the first show. Um, I got in shape. Uh, and then from there we brought food up and cardio down and I continued to get in to get leaner and it just like went really, really well. Uh, so I wasn't doing a ton of cardio. I was eating pretty good post-show after that though, um, is where it all hit me because about three months after post-show, I kind of felt like a big bag of remotes, basically just like crap. Um, and I knew something was off. Um, so I talked to Jason and well, it was probably like six months after actually. Yes. About six months. Cause I still hadn't gotten my period back and I just was like, something's not right again. Well, we got labs and lo and behold, I had given myself basically adrenal PCOS uh, because we didn't take enough like deloads. And I felt, I felt good after the show. So I just kind of on my own accord, just started training a little too hard. I still reversed okay and everything. And I gained weight, but I just started the training part is where I would get myself into trouble. Um, So learn the lesson the hard way. And we had to do a little hormonal reset once again because I, my androgens were too high and my, my cortisol was too high. So had to go through that. Then that took us through, that was probably February and then of 2022 by May, I would think, was that right? About May was when we were like, okay, I think we can start pushing. Um, so start was better than started able to push into like an off season. Uh, so, and then I got married July, 2022. So I had wanted to do like a little mini cut and it was okay. Like, I think I still, I probably didn't need to do it at that point looking back now, but of course I wanted to like fit into my wedding dress and look all perfect, you know, all the things. Uh, then after that, um, I was like, all right, ready to go. Like wedding's done, like ready to like really go and all into this. And I was always like really good off season. You know, I followed my meals, everything. I still enjoyed my time though. Um, but I still made sure to train hard, still get everything in. Uh, and then we started like actually pushing in the off season. So I probably had about in total, like two push phases only, even with two years off. Uh, but even with that, we still made some like really good progress. Um, and, and my body just, we found that I respond really well to like, uh, androgens and stuff. I'm a good, I grow muscle very easily, but I just have to watch the aspect of like recovery because, and I think it's because I'm such a small person and because I can lift like as much or if not more than 
other yeah. people, it's Very just strong. harder. It's just harder on my CNS. And I think that's where I get into trouble is because I'm like, oh, I can do like the same thing as everybody else, but like my body's just smaller. So it just takes a bigger beating. So that's kind of where we um left off with off season. Um yeah, did that cover everything? Yeah, I, I wanna I want to jump in here, Jason, if you don't mind, talk about, so we've got a lot of people listening, obviously, we want them to learn from possible mistakes, right? And you guys did the right thing and you got everything reset. Jason, if you would, this is something that we all three deal with a lot. Talk about the process of actually getting healthy again, real quick, if you would, because if people aren't getting their hormones back, they're spending a lot of time, they think it's off season, but they're not actually in a growth phase. So can you kind of talk a little bit about that for people that haven't listened to maybe some of our prior episodes on this? Yeah. Um, so after that show, um, Kayla kind of did her own training. And so I, I don't know exactly what was going on there, but I know she was doing like a lot of power building type stuff. And so, um, I had reached out at one point, just kind of asked her how things were going. And that's when she's like, man, it's, I'm not feeling great. Um, and I think her skin was breaking out really bad too, and over oily and things. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, you know what? I I think I'd like to come back. And so we started working together again and we ran her labs and, um, things were, were pretty bad. Like she said, like, you know, her, her testosterone free was like double. Um, her total was pretty high um cortisol was like 25 maybe yeah i think it was like 25 26 Uh, yeah ldh was was up there so she's having organ stress liver was elevated so inflammation um there was a lot going on and so immediately i was like you know i know you like this power building stuff and uh but we got to stop you know and so the first thing was like getting training down a lot um she might be able to fill in that gap, but I think I pulled her down to like three days a week and like an RPE of seven somewhere around there. And, um, just got her kind of moving with walking and just light walking. Um, and because the adrenal was driving that PCOS, that high cortisol pushes those ovaries to overproduce testosterone and, and people that are prone, that doesn't happen to everyone. I mean, I've seen plenty of high cortisol and they don't get that. Um, and, um, so, so we had to get that stress down first and foremost, because that was the driver that was causing the acne and the oily skin and all that. So once we knew what the driver was, it was like, all right, we got to de-stress, right? And it takes a while. Um, And, you know, her progesterone was off too. um, And so that was making her a little more relatively estrogen dominant. So we got our little chase berry in there just to kind of have LH send signals. And um, we got her chilling, man. And, um, you know, Kayla's very type A, like she gets shit done, right? But I mean, in that same vein, you couple that type of like mentality with someone who will train themselves to death for two plus hours in the gym, it spells a really bad recipe, you know? And so it was a lot of pulling back and doing everything kind of almost opposite. Her training was no longer than 45 minutes down from two hours, Um, a lot of walking, uh, not an effort at all. And I know that, you know, in terms of training, it probably felt like nothing for her. Um, But that was the work that had to be done. Um, and so, you know, we use a little cordies and things like that, but really it's, it's, it's about pulling back and doing pretty much the opposite of what the athlete's doing. That's the very first piece here. Um, and that's the hardest piece. So yeah. that's, that's where it all started with, with us to get it back to a good range. Kayla, we've, we've got people listening that are in that position. They're going to have to drop their training back to maybe three, four days. They were training five, six days. Um, I've got a lot of clients. We all deal with this where I drop them back. I'm like, Hey, you're training six days a week. Your testosterone is low, for example. 
if you you can't you're not growing and recovering anyway like they're worried about they're well i'm not going to grow if i drop back to three days a week what they don't understand is you're not growing because you're training six days a week and your testosterone is low you're staying under recovered it's a vicious cycle if you would talk to people like that because you've been through this where you've had to scale back to three days a week let them know like let them know that that's legit and what the process is like and i and i'm sure it was hard for you right like to make that switch oh yeah like the first time I went, when I first ever started with Jason, like that was like the hardest part because we had to go like six months of it because mentally I just like couldn't accept it quite yet. And like, even though I did do the training that way, it still didn't like carry over because I just had, I just mentally like couldn't wrap my brain around it. And so I was stressing myself out more by worrying about like, I'm not getting to the gym six days a week. Like I, like I need to grow. Like I, this isn't making me progress. And then, so the post-show when I had the adrenal PCOS, I was like, all right, I know the drill. Like, let's just get this done, get it over with, you know? And so I was like, way more accepting of it. Um, and I knew, and I just, I had that like confidence that like, I knew that this was going to work because it had before. Um, so I think that we even had said, <laughs> you said, you're going to hate me, Kayla, but we're going to do no training at all this week. And I was like, actually, I am thankful for that. Like, I I'm a- That's what we did. and you were yeah. like, oh, you must feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyone that knows me knows I love to train. Um, will I train six days a week anymore? Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Nope. I'm perfectly fine. Not doing that anymore. Four to five, five on like a push phase, you know, when we need to, but that's short periods of time. Um, <laughs> totally fine. But I would much rather do it now where it's quality over quantity. Like, and like you said, John, if you're not feeling good, you're not recovering, you're not going to make progress anyway. So you're just basically beating a dead horse and you're just continuously like beating yourself into the ground. So by having to do this big swing of like pulling back so hard, it's because you need to let your body come out of that. And then you can like level off and start increasing it again. And I have plenty of clients that go through this too. And that is literally the hardest part is they go from six days a week and I'm like, we got to cut this in half. And then they're just like, Whoa, like, and that almost stresses them out more. So if it's a really big issue, you know, I'll tell them, okay, you can go like five days. I want you to train three days, but the other two, you can only do walks and you cannot touch a barbell or a dumbbell. That's it. And I just say like, you can stretch, you can just hang out because for some people it's their like stress reliever and it's, you know, their time of day to socialize and stuff. And I don't want to take that away from them. Um, so, and like, that's what I would do too, uh, to help me. It was just like, I just loved being there and I, I still do, but I also have kind of grown in the fact of like, I love the gym and I love bodybuilding and like strength training and stuff like that, but that is not who I am. And once I disconnected from like that being my identity, that changed a heck of a lot. And now it's like, this is just something I really enjoy doing and I'm very dedicated to it, but it does not define who I am because if you break a leg or become a quadriplegic someday, guess what? You can't do that. And then it's like, now what are you going to do? You know, if you make the gym your entire life, like that's just, you're just setting yourself up to be really disappointed in the future and then not have any direction of where to go later on. That's a really great point. And something else I want to bring up too. a lot of people, sure, they can train five days a week, six days a week, if they're trying to maintain like someone like me, I stay grounded that like, but I'll train for 30 minutes and I'm done. I'm training high rep and I get it out. So I don't turn into a fat ass. Okay. That's different. 
someone like you or even you, Jason, um, you guys are training to grow. You're training because you're pros. Like you are training hard as fuck to try and grow. So it makes a lot of sense from that standpoint. I think everyone listening to the show, most people are not in my position. They're in a position of I need to put more muscle on. So that it, you know, it's very significant. Let's talk about. Okay, so let's fast forward now. You're completely healthy. Now it's time to push. Now it's time to grow. How did you guys structure your training around the actual really good growth and push phase that you had? I'm guessing it's somewhere around a year because when you look at your pictures and the difference between when you won your pro card and when you did your pro debut and even this last pro show, massive, massive difference. So that was a lot of growth done, I'm guessing, in what, what a year, Kayla? Um, It started... Our first push phase was August of 2022 because it was right after um, I got married. So um, we so started less than in, a year, probably. So less than like eight About months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we did eight weeks the first time, and then we did like eight weeks off, and then we did like six weeks because then it was like getting into the next year, and I was like, "Hey, if we're gonna prep this year, like we gotta start like now because it's like 20 weeks to like the end of the year already." So it was like it came up fast, like so fast. Yeah. So what was your training like? How'd you guys structure the training? I, I assume it's a little bit different uh, from just a traditional off season where you just blast and go. What'd you guys do? Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually worked with a training coach my off season um, because I do have that powerlifting background. So I trained with someone um, who has a powerlifting and bodybuilding background. So I was confident that he was able to help me with um proper rest periods, like training the right way, but still be able to incorporate like squat bench deadlift in there. Um, but recover correctly. And then Jason helped me with like, just like the recovery aspect of like, all right, we have, cause we went every like fifth week or so we would take a diet break and a deload. And so during a push phase, Mm -hmm. I would do five days a week, um, two lower, uh, two upper body days. And then the fifth day was like a like a shoulder, like arm type day. So it was just kind of like a high rep, like, like a lighter type day. Um, so we did that. And then so we'd have the first four weeks, we take a, a week deload in the middle, and then we'd have the next four weeks. And then we would do, you know, we'd push PEDs, of course, like that too. Um, during that time, cause it was push phase, push food up. My food was plenty high. Um, I felt really awesome the whole time. And then after that, we take eight weeks off and then I got labs in between there. And honestly, at that point, my labs had never looked better. Okay. Give me an idea of what you pushed food up to if calories, macros, if just, just a general range, I know it probably changed a little bit, but. Um, do you remember how high we had my food at? No, I, I don't. Was... If I, I, I can. You're well up. into the two thousands, right? Oh yeah. It was oh, up, yeah. it was probably about 22, 2300 calories. Yeah. yeah. For someone your size, that's quite, that's quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. four, nine, four, 10. And it's a good amount of food. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wasted no time. We knew we didn't have much time, but we always, I always impressed upon her. You know, I'm not handling the training, but I want four push one D load. There was no negotiation on that. Yeah. Uh, because the biggest thing with people that are cortisol driven is you can walk them up to the ledge, but you can't let them fall over. Then, you know, that's the best analogy. So we'd walk her up and then pull back, walk her up and pull back. And we tested her labs and, and it was working. So we worked within that framework. And I think it works really well for people that have that, uh, that kind of situation. Yeah. Kayla, let's, let's, let's jump into the start of prep. Um, how long was your prep 
weeks from start to their pro debut? How many ish weeks do you know? Uh, from the start to the first show was 20 weeks. That's what we, we gave it. Um, okay. And then same structure. We did the four weeks on one week deload up until about five weeks out. Um, then we just kind of like had to more so listen because we didn't yeah. do a full week um, off during that time. I think at five weeks out, I was also in Denver visiting a friend. So um, it was like really perfect timing and my body had kind of like not responded during that time. So we like just bumped up for like four days and then dropped out hit. And it was, it was like, like that. It was awesome. Yeah. So if, if you would talk about, so you've got a four week push really hard you're doing cardio, your calories low. We'll talk about macros in a minute on that week deload or diet break. What, what did that look like? Did you raise food there? Drop all your cardio? What give people an idea what that looks like? Yeah. So basically it was really simple, like from, cause I've just followed macros the whole time, which was fine. Cause I know what to eat, of course. Sure. Um, and so basically from where I was at coming into that week, I, Jason would just bump it 60 carbs both days, rest days and training days. So I was training four days, resting three days. Um, so it would still get lower as we would go throughout prep, but it would just bump at 60 carbs. Um, and then we dropped all hit, which my hit never really got super high this prep. Cause that was one thing we changed from the first prep. Um, I think the first prep for when I got my pro card, we were up to like 15 rounds of hit like twice a week. And then yeah. this time I think I only got up to like 10 and we didn't do that for like super long just cause we wanted to make sure that like cortisol was under control. Interesting. Do you remember, give us we an also, idea. Uh, we ahead. also pull like fasted lists. At least I usually do. I think we did. Um, yeah. We just dropped it down a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what, what about the start? You know, you may not know the exact numbers, but give me an idea of like, okay, it's time to start the diet. Do you remember what your macros kind of dropped to or your calorie range kind of start to at the beginning of prep? And then what did you get down to? A lot of people freak out when they hear the low calories at the end, but what they don't realize is to be a competitive bodybuilder, especially a pro mm -hmm. and a female, there are times, I don't even know what your calories were, but they had to be low as fuck at the end because that's what it takes. So like, I don't want people to freak out if you say something like 900 calories or protein veggie days, because that's the kind of stuff that to get dialed in it takes. So what, what was your starting ranges? And then what were some of the, the lower amounts towards the very end? Yeah. So Prior to prep, um, I had told Jason I wanted to try just doing a flush. And so we did a flush for two weeks. Uh, so I actually got my food up even higher before prep started. And I even dropped like four pounds. So that was cool. It was really great to start that way because it just kind of cleaned everything out. And I just felt like really ready to just go. Um, so it helped in that aspect. Uh, so I started about 23, 2400 calories, probably like 300 carbs, like 80 fats. Like, so it was like pretty high. Um, nice. so that was my starter prep by the end of prep. I was doing protein veggie days for like three, four days in a row. And then we did a refeed day depending. Cause I would send pictures and stuff like that. Um, but in like two hours of cardio. So my protein veggie days was 120 grams of protein, which is not including the vegetables calories because I didn't count those. Um, it was like 650 calories. Yep. yep. So days, days to, to really torch the last little bit of stubbornness. And fat. she was about 110 pounds for, mm -hmm. for people's reference on that. Yeah. Yeah. Something towards the end. I mean, 
people hear that and they think, oh, oh my God, why would you do that to somebody? And they're, they're like 12 weeks out thinking about that. You know what I mean? Or 15 weeks mm-hmm. out. It's not, not what we're talking about. We're talking about to get the very last bit off. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as cardio then towards the end, you said you were doing two hours. Um, let people know, like, what you do to pass the time? Um, this day and age, I remember last time I prepped 2010, we didn't have fucking iPhones. I had a freaking laptop. What do you do to pass the time for two hours? Uh, so I have like an iPad. And so in the mornings I would do the elliptical and I just get on the elliptical and start going. And, uh, I watched top chef there cause there's like 20 seasons <laughs> and I love baking shows, like cooking competitions, like even outside of prep, I watched this stuff. So it wasn't purely for like a, I need food kind of thing. It's just like, I just love those shows. Um, so I got through like 15 seasons of <laughs> out of 20 <laughs> because I just had so much cardio. Uh, so I would do that. And then at night, um, I do my extra or like post-workout or like, and then at night, um, I would do my second hour. And usually that was just walking, um, at like a, like a lighter pace. And so I would just, I'd walk and read a book. So I kind of got both ways in, um, to pass the time. And, uh, yeah, so that was pretty simple. It's a, it's a lot easier to get cardio. The cardio hasn't changed, but it's a lot easier to lose your mind somewhere else. I would probably watch suits or something like it just is such a different era, you know, so getting that cardio in a lot easier these days. Let's, let's jump ahead. Uh, Let's talk about the pro debut. Okay. So you're, you're getting ready. Pro debut is coming up. Jason, you're going to be integral, integral in this part of it. Let's talk about coming into peak week. What did you guys start to do for the first peak week? Were you, I know you're still pushing, trying to get a little leaner. Was there time, Jason, to do like carb ups and check pictures? Or did you just go off of, you've got so much experience, you can carb someone up. You don't need to do test runs. But kind of what did, what were you thinking when she was headed into her pro debut from a coach's standpoint? Well, we got on a call and kind of rehashed out what worked last year and what didn't. Yeah. Um, and kind of use that as our, our guide. Um, so I think we ended up carving up on a Thursday or at least two days out. So we had kind of a day to kind of control the water and see where we were. That was the kind of plan, uh, that we came, came up with. Um, what else would you like to know about it? Does she, is she pretty good responding to carbs? Do you think more of a fat load as someone? I mean, we've talked about no, she's more carbs. The fat loads okay. don't work. And that was one of the things that we discussed mm-hmm. um, with her. Um, lots of high fats. She kind of gets puffy. Um, yeah. So we, we, did, we weren't going to go that direction. So that was um, good input from her uh, based on like four peaks that we did, you know, two years prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kayla headed headed into the show. Um, were you excited? Were you nervous? Talk talk about that as you were getting ready to actually make your pro debut. I mean, it's a big deal. It's something that anyone that's ever stepped on stage, they all dream and think about. You're getting on an IFBB pro figure stage. It's kind of a big deal. Um, were you excited, nervous? Talk talk us through that. I would say a good mixture of both. Um, I guess like if I compared it to like 2021 prep there was a lot less pressure because like, yes, this is like my pro debut, but also I knew I was like back at the bottom of the totem pole. So like, there was not this pressure to like win the show. Like 
would that have been super cool? Absolutely. But also it's like, if I would have won my first pro show, like how much more is there to like go and improve from there? So I was really excited because it was, you know, the next step in like becoming a pro and stuff. And I really felt like I finally was earning that pro that right to be a pro. You know, I, I really don't think that you fully earn pro in your name until you actually stand on a pro stage because it's just it's so much different and even though it's like it's the same but different like there's just a different feel about it and just like nervous to like see the girls that were also competing and like it's I went from classes of like four to seven to a class of 28 and 30 so it was like so different in that aspect too but it was so much more fun and so going into it, I just kind of had the mindset of like, yes, I kind of have this idea of like where I would like to place, but, um, I mean, we all do, we're competitive and I'm really competitive. So I just really, I put a lot of pressure on myself too. And so, you know, I just kind of went in with the fact of like, I want to place here, but I'm just, this is just to see where, how things go. This is to see how I stack up, what I need to improve on. I knew going into it too, like, we had really, really been hitting hard because my like my whole like posterior chain or like my my hams and glutes just weren't coming in really good, which is what happened to 2021. Um, but that was just like my trouble area. So we kind of knew already that that wasn't going to be like quite there um, or as good as it could have been. Uh, so that was that was OK. I like kind of knew that going in. But um, overall, it was like a really good experience. It was really fun. I learned a lot. Uh, you know, I was. I felt really comfortable on stage though. That was the thing that was different was I like normally when you get up there, you just have so much adrenaline going and stuff and you're just excited and nervous that you're like shaking, but like you feel like you're shaking like crazy, but no one else can see it really. But I did not feel like that at all. So I felt just like really like steady in like my posing and like my presentation, but I had also been practicing since like January. So Um, I had done posing sessions with my posing coach, Kate, who also is a part of team Scooby health. Um, and she, she and I met every other week, uh, to go over posing. And I really, really wanted to nail that because that's something I've always struggled with. And so this year I like felt really, really good about that. So overall it was, it was really good experience. Let's, uh, Jason, from a coach's standpoint, when you see pictures of her on stage, were you at the pro debut? Um, Yes. Yeah. yeah, That's what I thought. Antonio. Um, yep. Yeah, give me give me a thoughts on how she looked on stage compared to the other competitors yep. and what you knew you needed to do as a coach. Right. Uh, since you guys are a team. Yeah. Uh, kind of walk us through that and then we'll talk about going to the next show. Yeah. So from a posing standpoint, she's right. I mean, her poise was great. She looked like she belonged. Size wise, pretty good. Looked like she belonged. We needed to be harder. Um, and you know, I put that on my shoulders. I probably should have made her diet 25 weeks, you know, um, in hindsight, I thought 20 would be plenty, but we were taking a break. Um, we did drop every week almost except one week. Um, so it's not that we weren't progressing. I just wish we had more time to be honest with you. Um, I did learn that probably her sending videos is better so I can see her in transition. I still look at some pics be going in San Antonio and, you know, she looked pretty fucking hard from the front. Glutes were still a little off, but, you know, she seems to get better as the season goes on, you know? And so knowing that um, I I wanted her to be harder too, you know, just like she did. Um, But overall, I mean, she belonged. Um, You're just sitting there as a coach and as as the call outs are going by, I mean, you know, your, your throats and your belly too. I mean, you want, you want them to get 
what they want, you know? And so, you know, it's hard to sit there and be like, ah, oh, man, you know, and then you start thinking, what could I have done better? What could have done better? You know? Um, so, you know, all that sits on you, you know, if you care. So um, sure. I, I would have liked conditioning harder, better, but from a size wise, from a presentation wise uh, and just shape, like Kayla's got like beautiful shape. So yes. um, for her being so short, um, she's going to probably have to be one of the hardest on stage. And honestly, that's going to come with time. She yeah. is 30, but I mean, she doesn't have a million shows under her belt. And every time you diet, every time you prep, you get harder, things stay leaner. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to take some time, um, no matter whether we dieted 40 weeks, to be honest with you. Um, but I could have definitely made her diet longer and done better there. Yeah, there's definitely something to be said. You know, I see a lot of people that do this for a long time when they're 40, that muscle maturity just shows. And when you diet down, skin's a little, a little bit more vascular. You're just able to see the cuts a little bit better. And, you know, being a female, especially Kayla around 30, you know, that, like Jason said, as you guys know, that will come with time. Uh, Jason, what adjustments did you make right away? And then guys, we had what, four weeks until the next four. pro show, right? Yeah. Okay. So Jason, what, what were you thinking? What'd you immediately say? Okay, let's. Well, I mean, we talked about the fact that, you know, she got some time to kind of deload, you know, I mean, his training doesn't stay as intense that final week. So it was like, listen, you had your deload. We just got to go balls to the wall and, and, and okay. get, as much body fat off as we can. And we knew um, it, it was interesting. By the time we got done, her legs had more detail uh, than in which went pro her Sartorius were in, but the glutes were probably about the same as when she went pro, if you look at it, uh, but her abs weren't quite as tight. And I just certainly didn't over Carver. Um, maybe we should have filled out sooner, uh, but I had to push her so hard and you're like, God, these glutes are close. Do we keep pushing? Do we start to fill out? Those are all things in hindsight 2020. Um, but we did get a good bit harder. She got out of, uh, she got the third call out, which is improvement. Um, but yeah, we had four weeks and, and, and that's when I was like, listen, we're going to, we're going to pull carbs down and we're going to refeed every third or fourth day. Um, you know, there's another strategy that I do and maybe it would have been a better one. I don't know. Uh, sometimes I lower protein big time and give them back carbs and keep fat slow. Yeah. You know, maybe that would have been a better solution. We did drop, but maybe that would have turned out better. I don't know. Those are all things that as a coach, you beat yourself up over, you know, could I have done this? Could I have done that? And then, you know, you, you, you apply it the next time you work together or next athlete, whatever that may be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some of those approaches are, are, are pretty cool, you know, especially when someone gets leaner, they've been lower carb, their insulin sensitivity is so good. You lower protein. You ramp the carbs up, maybe even lower fats a little if you need to, and they just move and, you know, the leptin just increases, which helps boost your metabolism. It drops cortisol. And I've seen that work too, but man, sometimes that's a hard ass call to make too. When it's like, hey, you know, we should probably just drop Then if out. they don't get harder, they're looking at you. Why don't, why'd you put more carbs on me? Dumbass, you know, so yeah. it, it's a catch 22, man. Um, I, I think because our body was responding so well, had we just increased the diet length, we wouldn't have had to go to those measures. And I yeah. think that would have been perfect. Um, but I don't know if 25 weeks would have been because we had a pusher. We didn't have a ton of time. So her calories were high. We didn't do many cuts really. And, you know, she had a good amount of fat on her glutes, not in a way that was like, oh my God, but like there was a good amount compared to the rest of her body. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we, we just needed to plan more time on the front end. And then I don't think we would have had to do those drastic measures. Mm -hmm. What one final question I have, Jason, um, 
Unless Kayla, you had something to add real quick. I said, I was just going to add like how Jason said, like, you know, we needed more time and it's because like we had to push so hard in the off season. I had to get my body weight up to a point I had never been at. So I put on all the size, but I also did that by adding more body weight. I was up to like 138 as a four foot nine. And like, so that's like, oof, like we're getting up there. You know, I was, I was okay with it. Cause I knew what had to happen, but you know, maybe, you know, we should have done, you know, if we hadn't had to spend all that time fixing my hormones once again, because I had to learn it the hard way, maybe we would have had time to do like a mini cut beforehand, come up a little bit, maintain, do like one more small push phase or something like that. And then I'd be in like a much around like 127, 128 start of prep instead of 138. So that maybe would have helped a little bit more. You know, it's always that scenario of like coulda woulda shoulda so like you know and sometimes like you just try something and it doesn't quite work that great but that's why we got to test it and like just learn and so we learned from usa's what worked well we learned what didn't work well same thing with this prep you know i think also part of that with like my glutes and hams not coming in enough was what we talked about too and what i talked about with my training coach also was that glutes and hams just aren't dense enough and that was like my feedback from the head judge at uh the hurricane he actually came back which was awesome um and talked to us right away after the show um and he just he told me my only feedback was conditioning which we knew um more abs more ab definition which i just genetically have a hard time with i just don't have like blocky abs so and then but he said i had really good shape structure and i told him i was like yeah this is my pro debut season like i'm just 29 he's like oh he's like just give it more time kind of thing so that's pretty much all that we knew. And so we were right on with feedback. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, as much as it's great to always get it right on the first try, like that's not realistic. And what I think some athletes also need to realize too, is that your coach is also just a person. Like you can't like blame them for everything either. Like I'm definitely not like upset by any means, you know, just, I, it's on me too. Like I see this as a team work thing. Like I could have given more feedback or like, you know, said something else different. Like, I don't know, you know, so it's just good to reflect and like, look at those things too. You know, that that's a great thing to say because as a team, you know, athlete and coach, listen, there's been times Phil Jackson has, has called a timeout and made a call that probably wasn't the best call, but 99 times out of a hundred, he's going to make the right call. I mean, he's Phil Jackson. So when you've got a good coach, like you do with Jason um, or other good coaches out there, we all make mistakes like we all may or maybe not a mistake. Maybe it just there. Maybe it was another way, but you don't even know. But the only way you know is hindsight. And that just there's nothing you can do about that. Jason, I've got a question for you. Yeah. We see this quite a bit. Um, Kayla, you guys talked about abs not being as tight as, as before. Everywhere else was tighter. I've seen this with quite a few clients before. You're pushing them hard as hell into the show. Check-in days, sometimes those are stressful. You don't get as much sleep the night before the show. Uh, I've got a client of mine who just, he does not sleep the day before a show. He's fucking watered over in the abs every fucking show. I'm not, I haven't overcarved him, anything like that. That's something that's kind of hard to manage. Is there anything, and Kayla, I don't know if that was in your situation or not, but just in general for people listening, how do you guys manage that? Mine, my main thing is sleep. I answer people with, you know, you've got to make sure that you're sleeping. But for somebody that's coming into a show super, super stressed, 
Are you seeing them water over in the stomach? Are you seeing them holding water there? Is that something that you deal with, Jason? It is something that I see. I think <clears throat> Kayla seemed, at least when San Antonio, to seem pretty chill. And so I assume in the, at the next show, she was pretty chill to the hurricane. Um, but what I think is because we pushed her so hard those final four weeks, we know she's cortisol driven. That was my fear. And so I think that probably played into it because why are her quads having more detail, but her abs aren't as hard as the, as when she went pro. And so I think that played into it. And that's why I said hindsight 2020, I probably would have made the call to lower protein significantly and give her more carbs. And then it is what it is, but you know, I mean, her body did drop, but I think the stress kind of just built up on us. Um, and I think that's why they just weren't as hard. Now she's right. I don't know if, if she doesn't have the line down near her belly button or if we just got to get that much tighter, um, but it just wasn't showing up. She had the top one, but it just doesn't, it wasn't showing up down below. So it looked more like a block of ab rather than like the lines. Yeah. And I don't know if they're there and it's just getting them deeper too, or if it's a genetic thing and she's got to get dry as fuck just to make it look the best possible. So um, I do have them. I can feel it. I can feel all six in there, but I think it's just, well, me and Ryan, uh, my training coach went over like bracing and stuff, my core. And I think I just like never knew how to like brace my core correctly, honestly. Um, so we went over that. And so now <laughs> I've been doing that already and like, my abs are sore all the time. So I think I'm finally like learning how to activate them. And that's a big thing. So, um, like I literally have to build them like a regular muscle. Like I can't just do a shit ton of crunches, you know? Um, and that's what I was doing before. So we're trying that now and see if that works. I do think, you know, we nailed it with the four and one, um, because like I said, her body was like every check in pound and a half pound two pound, you know, it was, it, and it's just, I think, not planning more time on my end thinking that she could get it done in 20. And that was just uh, my, my shortcoming, I think would be the biggest thing I would change. Well, you know what, that's, we're going to get to improvements and that, that to kind of wrap up the show. Um, to me, that's the hallmark of a good team is when you come together. I, I don't, like I said, Phil Jackson earlier, I'm sorry, every bulls team that won, I guarantee they had a meeting and like, Hey, what the hell do we need to do to get better? Even though you were at your best, Kayla, and you made all these huge improvements, let, let's go there. What are your overall thoughts on your improvements? I mean, the pictures speak volumes. I, I saw those, and I was so freaking happy. I was so proud. Yeah, it looks like she ate herself for sure. Yeah, right? It was so, like, I was just, as a friend, I was watching all your stories. And I know some of us got special, you know, like, you have the little green ones where only certain of us could see, you know, when you're really in there struggling. Like, I'm over here cheering for you. And I saw those pictures, and I was like, holy shit. So, are you happy beating your old self? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Like, the amount of progress I've made in in eight months of pushing, actually, you know, I had, like, two years of an off season, but really, like, eight months of actually pushing, like, I feel like I've made significant progress, especially as a female. Um, we've found that I respond very well um, and stuff like that. I grow muscle very well. Being short also helps because it goes out, not up. So that mm -hmm. helps. Um, I just have to be careful of like, you know, I can't obviously do like weighted oblique stuff, like that kind of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. But overall, like I'm really happy with it. I've gotten so many compliments on like my quads, my back, um, you know, and a lot of that has to do with, the whole, whole coaching program, like, you know, Jason's help, Ryan's help, um, all of it takes my effort, you know, it's, it's all a team effort kind of thing. And it's, you know, 
couldn't have done it without any of them, especially Jason. Like he, I always say all the time, like Jason's literally changed my life. So, um, it's been awesome. Uh, and I'm really, really happy with the progress, you know, even though I didn't like get like top 10 or something like that, but I'm still only 29. Like your time will go. Yeah. I'm just getting started. So it's just like, we just, and this is honestly my favorite part about bodybuilding is that there's always progress to be made. And like, why would it be fun to just like go out and just like win every single time? Like, that's not any fun. Then you're just kind of like, all right, I won again. Cool. Like, all right, I'm the best. Like, no, like I want to looking back at it. I'm really actually glad that I got last call outs that first show because it really gave me like that kick in the ass to be like, get angry and be like, I really want this. And like, I will never have that feeling again and like make myself work harder, you know, and Jason and Ryan can write the programs, but I have to do it. So it's just a matter of like, you know, how it all works together. And I think reflecting and looking back at stuff too is really important because then you can just keep moving forward from there. Yeah, I mean, the biggest blessing ever, uh, John, you probably remember it was when I got 15th at Nationals. I was peeled out. Just about to bring it up. And, uh, you know, that taste never left. And it's still the worst placing to date. And, um, you know, uh, it fueled me for for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, you and I have been close enough friends for a long time. I was literally about to bring that up when you started talking about it. Two things stand out to me with that. You not getting the look at that show and you were peeled. And the one where you got six and you're sitting there standing by the water cooler backstage, probably yep. doing your nationals and you're watching the top five go out on stage and come back and you were fucking pissed. Not pissed, you are pissed like fired up in a good way. And Kayla, I want to say like you have the champion's mindset. And a lot of people listening, they they haven't learned how to lose so they'll never learn how to win. Like people need to learn how to use that loss for fuel. And that's what champions do. So I applaud that. Uh, last thing I want to ask you about how much time off until your next show, or do you just, just going to grow and just worry about the next season when it comes? Um, I mean, I always kind of have an idea just cause I'm type A and I'm a planner. So <laughs> I always have an idea, but it's not ever like set in stone, but for right now, like because of just, how crazy this year has been. I'm just like taking some time off. I'm just going to grow, just kind of take my time. Like I'm not really wasting my time, like reversing this time. That's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. I like, did a flush again and I'm already like my, the first week post show, I, I was eating 2,300 calories again, like <laughs> bumped it right up there. I was like, fuck this. It's like, we're just going to go. <laughs> we're going to see what happens. Um, and so far it's been good. Like I'm still only like, I weighed myself this morning. I was like, so on stage, I was 110. Um, and then this morning I was 119. And oh, nice. Not bad so, at all. Yeah. Three weeks post-show, I'm up 10 pounds. I still have quad splits, still have abs, like training feels great. Yeah, yeah. I'm eating all the food literally, and I'm still hungry. So I've even been like, and it's just nice to not track anything for a little bit and just kind of like live life for a, little, a while. And I've had a lot of personal stuff happen this year too. So just kind of like, taking a break from bodybuilding, but like not a complete break. Like I'm still training and doing all the things, but just like not having to be like, so like in like prep mode, but so sometime next year, probably end of the year, maybe spring 2025. So we'll see. How, how are we doing on time? We've got a couple minutes. Do you, do you guys mind going over the, I have, I have a little people? extra time if you need. Yeah. Why don't you guys like talk about the flow? Um, we got people listening. They're probably like, okay, so why, 
the flush. They're going to think it's a gimmick. Like a lot of people don't understand what a flush is. Uh, I don't, it doesn't matter either one of you break down why you do it and kind of how you do it and what the purpose is. You want me to go Kayla's first or you want to go first? I'll let you explain it. You explain it really well. Okay. Well, there's a couple, excuse me. There's a couple things that, Flushing the body will do for you. Number one, it will upregulate the endocrine system very well. We get that thyroid cranking, hormones cranking. Uh, and of course, we remove toxins really well with it. I mean, usually you're going to be pooping more. You're going to be peeing more. It's just getting all that out of the gut. And uh, it's opened up liver pathways so you continue to detox better, move hormones out. All those things, we're upregulating the processes of the body. Um, the beauty of it is, if you do it right, you can literally take someone from 1100 calories to 2100. And most of the time with my people, they don't, they don't gain a pound, they lose, but the protein is very low. So that's going to turn mTOR pathways off. And if you read about mTOR and inflammation, mTOR is how you build muscle. It's anabolism. So when you, when you eat high protein all, all year, you're an mTOR. Men can handle that a little bit more than women can, uh, that, they get a little more inflamed. They have a stronger immune system Then why? Because of estrogen. And then that can lead to tons of inflammation. So by pulling that protein down to 85 grams, you turn that off for a bit and that's going to let inflammation come down. And now you're hitting the body though, with like tons of fruit, with tons of polyphenols and antioxidants, lots of good veggies, a little bit of carbs, starchy, but a lot of it is fruit and fish and all this digests very fast. So all this is moving out and you've got all these calories coming in. Um, and then I just use a few products to help speed up the liver detox and the inflammation coming down. Um, and so doing it pre prep, you're cranking the endocrine system, you're cranking thyroid, you're getting the process better. So then her prep moves smooth. And then post-show, okay, it was like, hey, I don't really want to do this slow ass reverse. I just want to get my calories up. I'm starving. I just, I don't want to do that. And she's like, what would the flesh flush work? And I'm like, 100% it'll work. So I think it was like 85 to 80 protein, 300 plus carbs and like 80, 85 fat. And this is someone who was eating what? 650. She said at times. Mm -hmm. And I bet she gained maybe a couple pounds from it just because she was so low. Um, but now she's eating 2,300 rather than 10 carb here, 15 carb here. And then she's up 15 pounds over six months. So there's a lot of power to it. Um, Kayla, is there anything else you want to add? <clears throat> yeah, I was just going to say too, with like the hunger aspect, like this was the first prep where I really like, really like felt that hunger at the end. Like I've always been lucky enough, like I'm a mesomorph. So like my body responds pretty well, like both ways, even with hormone issues, like my body still would respond. But like, I was just really hungry. Like I even had, I'll say I had like a split slip up one day. Cause I was like on a 20 hour day protein veggie only. And I was like, I need something. So I like had a couple of protein bars, you know, and could have been worse, but you know, I, your body just goes into this mode of like, it's so hungry and famished that it will literally try to tell you to do anything just to like feed itself. And I was in that state. And so I was like, I do not want to feel hungry anymore. Like I just, I want to have food. And like, I know that like, I'm going to gain weight anyways. So let's just do it all right now. <laughs> like it's not a bunch of body fat that I put on. Like, you know, I had my day after the show to like eat whatever kind of thing. I still didn't like eat like an asshole. I just had a couple things and a couple cookies and I was good. And so I've gained a little bit from that, of course, uh, just filling up muscle again and whatnot. Um, and then just since the show, like I was 
the first week after the show, I was like 117 from 110. And then the second week, last week, I was 117 again. This week, I was 119. And I've had free meals on the weekends. I went to a concert on Sunday. I was out of town the weekend right after. And I intuitively ate all weekend, didn't track anything. Um, and I still came back the same weight. So if that tells you anything like post-show, like, yeah, I jumped right away. But it just like mentally was so much better too. And now I don't have like this huge food focus that I would have had, you know, before if I had done it that way. Yeah. So, sounds like a good, uh, one in one thing to do with recovery diet, right? The recovery reverse instead of you know adding 20 carbs here and add 20 carbs there and pulling back. Like it sounds like a good place to add that. So Jason, do you recommend that the, the, the week after the show, maybe a slight yeah. deload and do that there? I, 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 I definitely recommend it. Here's the only time I don't, you still have to execute. Right. right. So like if you're going to do that and then still eat junk food, nothing's going to work. Right. But that, the cool thing about days? the flush is it's a lot of fruit. So you're getting sugar, you're getting sweet. I put some fruit juice in there. That's sugar. Most people a day or two on it. They're like, I don't crave any sweets. There's yeah. plenty in this fucking diet. And that's another beauty of it. Right. And so it cuts down on needing all this other shit. I mean, you're getting 300 carbs and most of it's all kind of sweet stuff. So that part is getting quenched. But again, if someone is not going to follow it, uh, it's it's not it's it's not going to work. You know, they're going to start packing on body fat. So, um, last question: how, about how many days are you recommending? I do fourteen with pretty much any type of uh, functional issue, anything that needs lowered inflammation, detoxification. I do about fourteen days. You could do ten, uh, but I usually do about fourteen. And I told Kayla to do about fourteen. Did you end up doing about fourteen, Kayla? Yeah, I'm still doing it um, through okay. this week a little bit. I'm just finishing okay. up like what I do have and then I'm going to switch around some stuff. Um, I'll probably because I'm doing like two shakes a day right now. So I'll still go down to like one because I honestly just really enjoy them. Yep. Um, they're just so good. And it's really easy and quick in the morning, too, if I'm in a hurry. So yep. I'll still do like one shake um, with the Metapure. And then I'll switch around some stuff, bring my protein up a little bit, drop carbs a little bit just to like balance, but I'll keep the calories the same yep. um, just to start giving it my body more protein to start yep. muscle protein synthesis and stuff. And then um, a little bit more of like starchy carbs. I might add some potato in some rice now um, just to start doing that. And I like yep. fruit. I'll keep fruit in because I'm going to yep. eat this afterwards and fruits yep. is just really good for you. So I yeah. like the kiwi and pineapple in it. Those are both great for digestion. So people got digestion issues, which a lot of my people do. Uh, they get a lot of pineapple and kiwi in there. They're low FODMAP. So if they got gut, other gut issues, it's not a problem. But it's got a lot of great digestive enzymes in those fruits that that help as well. So it's really got some 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 quote unquote medical benefits to it. Um, but here we used it to get our calories up very quickly and still detox the body and flush everything. I mean, prep is hard. You know, it's hard on the body. So Yep. Well, this is this has been a fun episode. We are going to take a break, like I said, until early 2023. So we're not going anywhere. We're just recharging the batteries, as most people know. And we will be back with more guests, more content. In the meantime, you guys can hit us up. If you need help with anything, any questions, just go to the show notes. We've all got our contact information there. For myself and Kayla, we will see you guys. And Jason, can't forget <laughs> you. We will see you guys in 2024. Have a great rest of your year. All right, see you guys. Thanks, guys.